today we're joined by one of my favorites, Janet Shines, the CEO of the JS Group, a top 10 women in tech, 2019 channel influencer of the year, an all around rock star. Janet, and, and it's her birthday. It's her birthday today. Heads in the Cloud with your host, David Portnowitz, Graham Potter, and John Roth. Welcome to today's episode of Heads in the Cloud. I'm David Portnowitz. And I'm John Roth. And today we're joined by one of my favorites, Janet Shines, the CEO of the JS Group, a top 10 women in tech, 2019 channel influencer of the year, an all-around rock star. Janet, and it's her birthday. It's her birthday it's today. It's her birthday. Happy it's her birthday, birthday, Janet. Welcome yeah. to the pod. Thank you so much. Well, I mean, what a great thing to do on your birthday, get to hang out with you two. So I'm Oh, boy. You. I, I, you know, we hear that a lot. I you know, you We hear that a lot. And after after 30 minutes of us, you'll go, boy, I'm glad that's over. <laughs> we'll also do that. So it's kind so of like Janet, a roller coaster, right? It's like yeah, you're it's, on that roller coaster and you're excited, and then that last dip, you're like, I'm glad that's done. Yeah, it's just like just just like 2020, right? Just you, we were we were everyone was happy to get here, and then as soon as we got in, we wanted to get out. Yeah. But uh Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, obviously, or maybe not obviously, but um, Star to Star and Janet and her team have been working together now for like six or seven months um, on some programs for our partners and some doing some webinars. And we thought it'd be great to have Janet on the pod and talk specifically about some of the social selling techniques that we're working with her on um, and just kind of what's going on in the industry. And today's also a special day because it's Mandalorian day too. It's a, and if, if you know Janet, which I'm sure a lot of you do, she's got Star Wars paraphernalia all around her office. I'm looking, I can see a stormtrooper. I can see Star Wars pictures. I can see lightsabers, all sorts of cool stuff. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that too. So let's start, let's talk about 2020 and you know, obviously there's been a big shift to social selling and, and that's something that your, you and your team are experts in. Just start, what, what is social selling? How do partners, you know, what, what are, what's, a, what's a first step for them and, you know, how do they get involved? I mean, just like, just talk us through kind of like what, what are the basics? So I think the first step is admitting you have a problem um, in, this, in sales, marketing, and all things in life. The first step is turning the finger towards yourself and saying, uh-oh. Um, so I'm going to start there because prospecting, return on investment, and effort has never been lower than it is right now. So there's a lot of good reasons for that if you're a partner, maybe because you've been servicing clients who have been grappling with, you know, this our new you know, chaotic world um, and it may just be bad reasons because people convince themselves you can't sell or you can't market uh, during a pandemic. So the first step, I think, is saying the world's changed. Everybody's online and they're not going to go back. You can put that genie back in the bottle. So, <laughs> you know, let's let's just acknowledge that the world has changed, that people are spending more and more time online and that social media usage for most people has skyrocketed. So you know, social media platforms are basically, you know, the event, the sales call, everything all wrapped into one. So that's the first thing is just saying, where are my clients in this world? Are they in LinkedIn? Are they on Facebook? Are they on Twitter? Is it something else, right? Are they a, a big Reddit company? It doesn't matter. There's a social media platform or a users group uh, for everybody now. And then you really have to just start thinking about what's your brand there. It's no different than your brand anywhere else. 
right? What are you going to stand for on social media? And why are people going to want to connect with you? So to me, that first acknowledgement of the world's changed, I have to be where my customers are, where are they? And then going and having a logical conversation about what your brand should be, that to me is the first step for anyone. I think that um, on the webinar that you've done with us, we talk about you, you don't want to be an, just an expert on everything. You need to be tuned in to a particular vertical, a niche, or something that you're an expert in. And that's what you should focus on. Is that still ring true? It still rings true. And, and I'll add a kind of caveat to that ringing true. So yes, it rings true, particularly if you're a national or a you know, large regional partner. If you are a, you know, an MSP, if you're a VAR, if you're someone who says, listen, I'm a 50 mile journey person, right? I'm a sub-regional person. I'm the person you go to if you're in the, you know, Toledo, Ohio sub-metro market, uh, then you need to also invest in how your local brand is going to play. So if you're playing horizontally, but in a small geographic patch, because you're doing a lot of managed services, then you have to think about locally. So Really interesting, John, we just did a study. We studied a couple hundred partner sites that had uh, partners who had replied to a survey. And we just took a quick look at how did, were they doing on search engine optimization? So they, all of them, 100% of them, did not rank in the top 10 on the very same three keywords that were featured on their site. So whatever it is, they did. Wow. Locally, locally. Now listen, I'm not saying you can rank nationally. You can't, that's for the big guys, but Locally, you can completely rank in the top, you know, three, quite frankly, with very little investment. So a lot of it is around just understanding this year, what's your business model going to be? Are you local and then, you know, a mile wide and an inch deep, or are you a, a mile deep, right? And an inch wide because you're in a vertical. Once you decide that, that's where your brand needs to come from. Okay. So you can help, uh, you know, I, I, right now, my role with Star to Star, I've been through many roles with Star to Star, uh, but now it's basically um, helping new partners learn our products and services, making sure that, you know, the knowledge uh, information is there either on our, um, our Star Academy, which is our learning management system, or knowledge base, or doing, and I, we, we do training as well. So a new partner coming in, what would be one of the... Uh, first things that um, that maybe I could relate to our partners uh, about, you know, how to get started because most of them don't, you know, they don't know how to do it and they're afraid to do it. It's that fear, you know? Well, I, I, about, let, me, let, me, let me piggyback on that. And, I, and this is yeah, one question please. I wanted to ask is like, is there, you know, you mentioned Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and, and Reddit and, and whatever. Is, is there one right now that you're seeing? And I think this kind of ties into John's question is like, is there one that you're seeing that that's having more success than the other that they could, you know, like, let's say, you know, they're a small, you know, they're a small MSP. They have, you know, one, one or two marketing people and they, and they want to, but they want to dig in socially. Like, is there one platform that they should really be focusing on to start with? Yeah. For the majority of partners, it's LinkedIn. Okay. Um, I know some partners do well on Facebook, but again, those are kind of your micro small partners mm -hmm. right, that are really trying to uh, focus on very, very small business um, because Facebook is a little more transactional, yeah. uh, but LinkedIn is really the platform. And so to kind of knit into that, there's reasons that LinkedIn is the platform. Most business people do go on LinkedIn at least a few times a week to check the news, to check with their contacts. The second reason is because LinkedIn pays a lot of money 
as does Twitter, to show up in the top of search engine results. So if you invest in your LinkedIn page and you do a little you know, bit of Twitter if you want to, we can talk about that more. But if mm-hmm. you invest in your LinkedIn page, your name, your company's name will come up higher in Google search just as a result of what they're doing. How do they decide whose names should come up? By the amount of times you post, engage, or on there. And, and this is the where I'm going to answer John's question. And the first thing you should do if you're going to use LinkedIn is you should go and understand your LinkedIn SSI score. That's your social there you go. index. Yeah. Okay. So really simple. If you're listening, don't do it if you're driving, but just Google <laughs> LinkedIn social selling index and it'll come up a little page and there's a little button on it and it says, know your score. Now, if you're not signed into LinkedIn when you do it, it's not going to know your score because how would it know who you are? So sign in first, then go and do that. And then you'll get your score. If you score above 70, do not take a bow. Most people hear me say, if you score above 70, you're an expert social seller and expert social sellers, 3X to 4X outperform non-expert social sellers. Unless, of course, your entire network on LinkedIn is your mom, your cousin, and your best friend. And then you're going to score super high. But as you start prospecting on LinkedIn and expand your network, your score is going to fall. (laughs) So before you take the bow for the 70, go take a look at your connections. And as long as you have about 2,500 or more connections that are business, if you're a tiny, small business, it could be 500 that are meaningful, then you take a bow for your 70. If they're not meaningful decision makers and businesses, et cetera, once you get those connections, we'll recheck your score again, and then we'll work to get you uh, back up to that 70. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you is like, you, you, you mentioned meaningful, like, how do you determine, because, you know, gosh, I know I'm inundated with, with, with people trying to sell me stuff. And, you know, it, do you, you know, how much do you filter on LinkedIn to how much do you actually connect? You know, what, what yeah. you know, should you, before you connect with someone that you don't know, should you look at their profile, see who they're connected to? Like, how rigorous are you in that vetting process? Well, I use Sales Navigator because I, frankly, I think it's the best 70 whatever I spend a month. Um, But if you don't, that's fine too, because you can still look at the person. If someone sends you a connection request, you can see their profile. So I am very judicious about who I accept. Of course, if it's someone in the channel, my whole you know mission in life is to help the channel. So of course, I'm going to connect with that person. But I get a lot of investment counselors, um, folks that want to you know from overseas that want to sell you insert mm-hmm. whatever. Um, yeah, I get a so lot of I, that. Yeah, I get a lot of that, and so I don't connect with that, right? I filter that out. And what I've found over time is I get less and less of those because I'm ignoring declining um, those, and then I take the extra step that says, um, you know, block that person. So when I get one oh, of those- So you go that far, requests, you go into block. Yeah, if I get a weird request, not if it's something like, you know, that somebody wants to sell me some marketing or something, that that's not weird. But a lot of them are really off, really off, right? They're some student from some country who wants to know if you want to support them and, you know, they, but they have a million dollars from their aunt that they're going to give you. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. That, yeah, that I get. Yeah. 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 So I block that. I block anything that, and anybody who doesn't have a picture, you know, so there's a whole lot of like kind of tell signs. Um, and so I'm pretty judicious. And then I do, and I think this is where most people miss the boat. I also have always a running list of ideal prospects companies that I admire, um, people that I admire. Star to Star was an example of that last year. 
Mm -hmm. um, thought you guys, you know, no, the partners are telling me uh, how they're well they're doing with you guys. They're making money. They love your Star Academy. They love the support. They love the product. I try the product, the you know, find me, follow me for a person that has, you know, two locations as I do is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so now I want to make friends with the people at Star to Star, right? I want to know you. So I will start to communicate, engage with those people online, not immediately send a connection request because that has a good high probability of you getting declined, right? First, I follow and see what people are doing. Comment a few times, engage a few times, tag them in a comment, you know, tag them in a post and say, hey, what are you thinking? Then connect with the person once you're already friends. It's kind of like being at an event and meeting somebody the cocktail hour or in one of the meetings and then afterwards sending them a LinkedIn request so that you stay connected. You still have to do that networking before you just blindly start connecting with a list of people. Yeah, I think that's all great advice. Um, and that, and that, and, and I think if you as a newcomer, it's tough, like it's overwhelming, right? You go into LinkedIn and there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, and I think, and no offense to LinkedIn, but they, they could use some UI and UX improvements. And yes. they're also, they also could use, use, a, use a, uh, a tweak in their algorithm, if you ask me, on what shows up. Because the day, it, you seem like you get stuff from like four, five, six days ago. And it's, I don't know. It's weird. But you're you right. The There's popular a, people. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You yeah. The, popular um, people. the higher someone SS, someone's SSI score is, if someone commented on it, it comes to the pop that pops up top again. I, I am a, a beneficiary of that frequently. <laughs> All right. Well, then I guess I can't critique it too much. <laughs> No, I think that's all great advice. I mean, it's all sort of where, where you start. The things that I saw you do on, on for a couple of our team members is optimizing your own profile, um, you know, and really enhancing your own profile and, and adding keywords to your profile. Like what, what, what are, what are some of the things you look to do with a, with a profile and, and, and just, you know, what are, what's, what's one or two things someone can do on their profile to help improve their, their appearance, their, their searchability. I don't know if that's a word, but you know, to try to get them more, more visibility. I'm downright giddy that you asked this question. So uh, the profile is so often neglected. So if you think about your LinkedIn SSI score, it's hundred points, 25 of the points are from your profile, which couldn't be easier to earn those 25 points. It's like signing your name on the SATs, right? <laughs> uh, only, you know, only, only the, the few uh, don't do was that. that. Was, was that a rumor? People always used to say that, like if you, you get 500 points for just true. putting your name in. I think it was true. You fill in your, fill it in and you get participation points. So yeah. to me, the profile is, you know, a little more complex than that, but it is a pretty easy way to bring your SSI score up. And since we know the SSI score influences how people see you and your content and how you show up, um, it just makes sense. So what I always tell everyone is the first thing is understand LinkedIn was launched to be a resume service. It is no longer a resume service. It is a business lead service. And so if you walk into a client tomorrow on a sales call, there's no way you will put your resume in front of them. That would just be weird. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, here's what my yeah. job is. Here's what my job title is here. You wouldn't do that. That's so strange. So you have to flip your profile on a Ted. So the first thing is you've got to get a better picture. That picture from 22 years ago, that picture with <laughs> that, you, that picture that you cut with the person's arm around you because you thought it was like looking pretty good and you were, were lazy. Um, <laughs> just get a picture of the iPhone camera. The droid cameras are great. You know, find a teenager, have a friend do it. Um, just take a better picture. That's my first thing. Um, the second thing is that banner that's up top. 
what in the world? Everybody keeps using that plain blue banner with the little dots that comes from LinkedIn. Just go on a Pixabay or, or any other free image. And I say that because you should pirate other people's images free image site and type in banner uh, with whatever you do. If you're selling to manufacturing companies, right? Manufacturing banner and then put that banner up there. So you look a little more interesting than the average person. Yeah. And then go through the quote unquote resume that you built and add in, particularly in your little summary, add in some keywords about what you really do. You're not an account executive or, you know, a business <laughs> owner. No, you're a, you know, you're a, a unified communications ninja. You're a, you're a communications uh, specialist. You're a, if you're in manufacturing, you're a manufacturing problem solver, right? What do you do for your customer? How would you describe yourself to your customer? Get that in your about you. And then finally, so I don't drone on too long on this one, just pull that whole thing, print it out and change all the language towards you being helpful to your customers versus what you do for a job, which is what you would put in a resume. And then put those mm -hmm. on. You're immediately going to see uh, an improvement. And then kind of wrapping this one up, this one final tip, the skills section is how you show up in searches. And LinkedIn picks what skills show up based on how people vote on you. So I was just on with a sales uh, person the other day and salesforce.com was one of their skills. I'm like, well, do you sell that? Yeah, what yeah. is that? What does that mean? Why do you want that in your skills? And he's like, well, it's just there. Like, okay, see that edit button, that little pencil? <laughs> you can pick whatever skills you want to show up as your top three. So go in, you know, change your skills so you show up in the right searches that you want to show up in. No, I so think that's great feedback. I think that uh, I, tremendous for feedback. I, so for new partners, um, how would you inter, inter, interchange with them? What's the, uh, what's the protocol? We just uh, contact you at uh, the JS, JSI group and basically um, you guys would engage uh, to help them along the way because we have some that are coming from different verticals and that's very common these days. They're coming from um, the copier side of uh, the companies, their business machine. And they, they basically, you know, they've got the network, they've got the printers, they do the other things, uh, imaging and things of that nature, and they want to bring in voice. Um, so could you help partners like that? Obviously, obviously the answer is going to be yes to that, I would say, <laughs> or you wouldn't be on here. Uh, but that, that, that's something that they can just reach out and it's probably um, a, a little bit easier of a process for you to just kind of walk them through something like that, correct? Sure, yeah, we have a whole team here at JS Group that does this for a living. Um, I get to be their spokesperson, which is awesome. Um, but we have um, some programs actually through ScanSource, um, mm -hmm. the Star to Star team where they can sign up for that program through ScanSource and Excellent. do some of the social selling. Uh, there's some great folks out there um, that can help them. I'm thinking like iTelecom, right, which is one of the mm -hmm. master agents for Star to Star that has some programs. And then, of course, they can always just work with you or whoever they're working with Star to Star to get in touch with us. And we can walk them through not only a couple of quick tips on what they can do, but what programs do we have available and how do sure. they work through Star to Star. What I would say to anybody new to this starting out is you're in a great place. I, I say this by the way, and you can go and check me. I, I don't know what you would call it endorse 
Uh, very few <laughs> companies. Uh, I'm not a big endorser, uh, but I am so impressed with what Starvistar has available for marketing and has available as content and has available for these folks to use. Because often what happens is someone gets very excited to start to do social media marketing or to optimize their website, and then their vendor lets them down. Yeah. They don't have the content. They don't yeah. have the information. And, and so Starvistar does not let their partners down. They are always there helping them. And that's what makes this relationship so spectacular. Yeah. I, I think it's tough sometimes for our partners when they, when they come in and, you know, they're, they're overwhelmed because we have so much information for them. Yeah. It gets overwhelming. Sometimes I think we have too much uh, content, which is, I'm not saying that's a, but they do get overwhelmed. So how much time should a partner devote to, um, you know, LinkedIn and, and social messaging and, and staying on top of that. What, what would be, how many hours would you say a week uh, should they devote and just block off time on their calendar so they can set up, you know, a, they can set up their, uh, their, their, their blast. They're going to send out this piece of information out on this date. Um, what, what would be an average you'd say that they need to spend on, on this so content is the holy grail. So it's great that you have that because fresh content is what matters. You basically have to post content pretty much at least three times a week on LinkedIn. Every day is best, but um, three times a week is good. Twitter, you have to do five, seven times a day. It's why I always wave people away from Twitter initially and say, let's, let's like, let's go on the kitty track first and then we'll go to the adult track, you know, once you're, once you're better off. But what I would tell you is I think it's a habit. So just like we come in in the morning and you would never think not to check your email. In fact, right. you, know, you probably have already checked it by the time you quote unquote, sit down at your desk, where oh, it yeah. would be today. Oh yeah. Um, you probably checked okay, it five times since last night. Exactly. And LinkedIn's the same exact way. You should never have um, come in, started your day all of a sudden at three o'clock go, Oh, it's my 10 minutes for LinkedIn. Like no way. If you're out there on LinkedIn and you're trying to sell, it should be a habit like email. You should set up your notifications. You should check it a couple of times a day and you should plan to spend at least a half an hour a day engaging with ideal prospects. Now, this doesn't mean that you should be on a half an hour a day reading, you know, stupid click-through stories that have <laughs> pictures of puppies, you know, right. do that on your own time. Um, I'm talking about setting up a list of people you're following. That's why I love Sales Navigator. Yes. Because you can actually set up your leads and then see all of their activity in one screen and engage with just their activity and not look at any of the other noise. Um, I, I, I find that, that very efficient right, in like a half an hour. Right there, just that 30 minutes that you'd say, and to basically say, I've got 30 minutes and here's what I need to do is so extremely important. Now I got a couple of other quick questions because you know they say that uh, I've heard um, that you should not put any more than maybe a couple of, of you know, content out per week. Or about people three, about three a week. About three? Yeah, okay. on LinkedIn. And then, you know, I will share, and I, I always like to uh, tell stories. So um, I will share that if you're putting that content out there on LinkedIn and you're engaging with your ideal prospects, it does something else for you. So we just did a uh, prospecting cold call blitz. 
uh, that we just, you know, we said, let's just put some sellers that are not social sellers and some sellers that are social sellers on the phone two hours with your ideal prospect list, make the calls, see how many people you can get to agree to a next step, mm -hmm. a meeting, right? A meeting, a call, right. a, you know, a presentation, yeah. a proposal, 94% better success for the people that were social sellers. So in two hours, they almost really? doubled, they almost completely lapped the results of non-social sellers in cold calling. And why? Because they weren't a cold call. Yeah. They were a warm call. They were somebody the person talks to on LinkedIn. So oh, even though they had okay. never met okay. the person, I they got did you. not know the person, the person was a prospect, but they were someone that the person said, oh, you know what? I, I see your post or, oh, oh, hey, I saw your comment on my post. Sure. They actually got calls back from people that they left voicemails for, which you know when you're prospecting doesn't happen. Yeah. So, you know, when I tell people, listen, social selling is the way to go. It's not just the way to go for what happens on LinkedIn. It sets you up for success in the outdoor world as well. So I thought yeah. I would share that because that's a good reason why you want to post consistently because then people recognize your name and know who you are when you do try to get. That's that's absolutely phenomenal that that number, but it, it makes perfect sense because it, you've already got a warm connection to them. It's it's as warm as you're going to get. As warm as you're uh, going to get in today's world where you can't go to an event and you can't go to an office building and right. So right. this is as warm as you're getting. So here's another one for you. Um, I've heard, I've, I've, I've watched, you know, I do a lot of these with David and we talk and um, actually recording yourself and putting up a one minute video of your, of yourself talking about some, you know, the con some content is yeah, the walk and talk, the walk and talk, the walk and talk. Yeah. Everybody should do that. Well, and by know, way I'm an old man. I have no idea where I am at right now. So I don't know. <laughs> Big fancy young kid terms. I know you're you're you know half my age. <laughs> uh, anyway, so walk and talk. Is that uh, a higher percentage of people that are responding to it? Yes. So posting a video on any platform has the highest level of engagement. One of the reasons is because the videos self-play when you come on, and so they yes. tend to catch you, right? You tend to go, oh hey, that's David, you know, like yeah. David saying. The yeah. second thing that we coach people to do is when you make a connection with someone, you're trying to make a connection with someone rather than sending kind of your normal boring, hey, I'd like to be connected with you. We encourage people to record a video and send the video in a little note. So because people um, are much more likely, we can take people from the average connection success if you're a seller on LinkedIn is between 10 to 20% of people accept your connection. And as we all know, Accepting the connection is the first step of you opening the door just a snidgy bit so that I can get in and sell the start to start solution. So we want to get those connections. We can take that to 60% with three simple things. So one, update your profile so that when the person looks at your profile, you resonate with them. You look like someone they want to work with. And we do that, by the way, as a service. So if anybody's struggling with how they're going to do that, just let us know. We've got a whole team that does that. I'm struggling. Help me. Okay, you got it. David, you've been holding that before. We're done. We'll do it. We'll do it. 
I'm not doing it today because it's my birthday. Um, no, and it's the Mandalorian day. And it's Mandalorian day, so I have to binge watch. Oh, there's yeah. I, I oh. need I need a lot of help because you say the walk and talk. I I, I can't even multitask that. I can. I, well, so I'd, be, I'd be tripping walking. There's a company. Tripping. There's a company called iShoot Direct. They're very affordable. You download a little app on your iPhone and then you get on Zoom with them, and they help you get your recording right. And they're super affordable. So for anybody who's listening that's saying, there's no way I can shoot that intro video. There's no way. Yes, you can. Because a, a company like I Shoot Direct, not expensive. By the way, your kids, your friends' families, they're also good. So the first one is you get that profile right, right? So going back to that, how you get that connection success. Mm -hmm. The second is you have a very interesting introduction. So when people look at you, they say, wow, that's cool, right? They sent me this cool video. Uh, if anybody wants to see somebody that does this as a master level, uh, Will Harris, uh, who is our head of prospecting, uh, or Michelle Ragusa McBain. They both do this uh, at a master level. So check out their profiles. And then third, and most importantly, after you make the connection, do not sell. <laughs> do, I can't repeat that enough. Do not try to sell them anything. Just engage with them, send them some content from Star to Star. Star to Star has got some great articles on how to work remote, how, what's going on with the pandemic, how to handle employee issues, etc. Just send them some content every once in a while, engage in their posts, have a conversation, let it bake 30 days. It's like a good cake rising, right? So 30 days, let it, let it kind of, kind of boil up a little bit, let it rise, let it double in size. Um, and then ask if you can talk to them about the solution. Yes. Your success rate's going to skyrocket if you do those three things. Okay. I need some help. So, Janet, I'm going to reach out to you. Yay. Well, that's going to cost, John. We don't have that money in the budget for you. I'm sorry. Oh, no. See, there was oh come on, money. David. I, I will take it out of my lunch money, you know, if it's... Nice, uh, nice. Well, you, you owe me lunch, actually. We had a bet that you lost going into this call, but we won't talk about that. But we, we won't, won't talk, talk about, about that. that. No, it's also, I mean, it, it's, it's a birthday present that must be sent to you. So, I'll be sending you a birthday present, Janet. And oh, nice. Special. It, It'll be worth two or three dollars. So budget we have. You birthday. nailed it. That's what everything that we do costs two, three bucks. <laughs> so we know you're a big Star Wars fan. Did you watch The Mandalorian when it came out last year? Of course. I couldn't get to the uh, you know, get to streaming it fast enough. So um absolutely. And do we think Boba Fett's gonna show up in season two? That's I think that's a big that's the big question, right? It is the big question. Um you know, the costuming would lead you to believe that that is true. Yes. Um, but there are also a whole lot of other, um, you know, things that you could think could happen uh, with Mandalorian this season, right? Um, yeah. Be visiting a couple, just based on the trailer, they're going to be visiting yeah. a couple planets that we know and love. Yeah. Um, and so there could be some other things that could happen that it wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be that. So I I I think they've got a surprise in store for us. And so I'm I'm really hoping that it's um that it's not that because I think it would be a better twist um, if it was something different. Yeah, I, I think so too. I'm excited to watch. Uh, and you know it's it's going to be a good ride. And I hope hopefully I and I think John's got one last question, right, John? I've got a couple of questions because now I'm just I'm 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 pretty fired up. You know, I'm, I'm pretty fired up today. Um, so you're stranded on an island, and I know everybody that's watched this goes through. They they've watched these before and go, 
not the stranded island thing. This is a little bit different. Okay. Stranded on an island. Okay. And you have one choice of communication with the outside world. Would it be email, text, voice, just common phone, or video? Wow, that is such a good question. And I'm gonna go with, well, let me ask you a clarifying question. Does the video have sound? Yes, the video would have sound. And I'm going video every day because think how lonely you'd be. Yeah. So you yeah. can see everybody. So I'm gonna go video. Okay. okay. I think that would have been the that would be the top choice for everybody. I'm just uh yeah. Sometimes we, so. we have to communicate with all of these mediums every day in different versions and people are some people might just say text that question because they I think you know, my daughter would say text. I think yeah, of, she would be like, Yeah, text is good, thanks. Yeah. 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 I think I think I think a lot of a lot of Gen Gen X or maybe younger would probably say text they're, they're or maybe FaceTime. They probably, they, they do a lot of FaceTime. Millennial, definitely. Yeah, they would yeah. say text is good, thanks, yeah. I got one more question. This is- Oh a, man, a, keep them coming. There's another, <laughs> another, another fun question. Um, what is your favorite TV show? Oh my gosh. Well, it, TV shows are like kind of a tough one to, to do because I, of course I'm gonna say Mandalorian, but that's not a TV show. So TV show, the great yes. British baking show. My husband and I oh, are obsessed okay. with it. We are obsessed with the, and, and which is weird because he doesn't cook at all. And I do love to cook. Uh, so I am obsessed with all cooking shows. Okay. Uh, I love, love, love to cook. And I like kind of like on the weekends to try to recreate some of the challenges. So that's my, huh. yeah. Okay. When my See? brother and I, when my, when my brother and I were in, um, we were, we were having a family vacation this past summer. We were at Hilton Head when everything was like crazy and you couldn't fly and we drove, we drove, we did a British biz, me and my brother versus my wife and his fiance for the weekend we had a, we had a whole British bake-off uh, contest and we won we made a we, we made a showstopper Swiss cake roll we baked it oh. and everything a giant Swiss cake roll and uh, it was the winner I, I, I'm declared, so impressed I'm so I declared by my five-year-old was the judge so it was you know it was a little maybe a little biased yeah to be fair you're probably not getting your illusion cake you know 100 <laughs> but yeah it's a great show I love that show so um so yeah so that's my current uh tv obsession Okay. Oh, well, that, that's, that's awesome. I, I think, uh, David, I'm going to let you wrap up. I yeah, think and, you're uh, ready to go. Absolutely. Janet, it's been a pleasure as usual to have Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for and Janet, just so people can find you, they can find you on Twitter at JSG now, right? Yep. JSG now. And, and the easiest way to find me on Twitter is I'm channel smart. That's actually my handle. Um, or you can find me on LinkedIn by searching Janet shines or JSG now. Uh, so JS Group is out there wherever you want to be. Thanks so much for reaching out. And I hope to talk to some of you soon. Yeah. And if we've yeah. got partners that are interested in, in talking to Janet and working with her, co contact yeah. the marketing department. We'll put you in touch. Uh, and you're welcome to use your co-op and your MDF funds to help uh, pay for, for Janet. And, 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 and uh, if you, if you want to go above and beyond what we're currently offering too, which I would recommend because uh, she's doing fantastic work. So Janet, thanks so much. Thank and you. don't forget it's your birthday today. So if oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. At least partners. So yeah, we'll Alrighty. make sure that I got it covered on our end. All right. Well, for, for John Roth and for Janet Shines, I'm David Portnowitz, and this has been Heads in the Cloud. Thank you so much. Thank you.